God is what? God is what? You got to tell yourself that. See, the problem, the problem with us, we think God is not good sometimes. Let me tell you why we do that. Because we're asking the wrong question. How could God, you know, let mama die? How could God let that person that I loved walk away from me? How could God let me lose my job? See how we're asking the question? How could God let me get cancer? It's not that we, got, we don't have questions. How could God let the car quit? Can you imagine God up there going, man, they blame me for everything. We ask the wrong questions. You keep asking the wrong question trying to get the right answer, it's not going to happen. You better start asking the right question if you want to get the right answer. You understand? Yes or no? See, God's going to keep on being bad or not good like you should be if you keep asking the wrong question. And the Bible, in one part of the Bible, it's amazing. It's unusual. There are several questions. Can somebody shut that door right there if you don't mind? Somebody shut that door. Yeah, thank you. I don't like, oh, there's somebody coming back. Well, great. Come on back. That's all right. That's all right. I just couldn't take that. Here we go. Anyway, so ask yourself is the title of the message today. We're talking about is God a good God? We keep asking the wrong question. How many have done that before? You'll be honest with me. Say, Pastor, I asked the wrong question. I thought God wasn't good to me. Can I see you? Just be, come on. Come on. And they're not, they're not that it's not true. It's not that you're not hurting. But asking that question is not going to get God good, okay? It's, it's sort of a trick of the devil to take the pain in our life. And we ask these questions, and if he can turn us on God, that's a good thing as far as he's concerned, okay? Well, my job is, is to help us go the other way. Let's see what we can find. So deep down inside my heart, we talked about it last week, deep down inside my heart, I know, push me, buddy, that God is what? God is a good God. Deep down inside my gut, I know that, okay? So let's keep looking. I looked at what the, good, the word good and bad and evil all last week. We did all of that, and we came up with all this stuff. Say it with me if you don't mind. God is what? Right. He's virtuous, correct, straight, and just. Say it with me. God is what? Proper. He's fitting and specific. God is kind. He's compassionate. He's gracious. He's giving. God is beneficial. He's useful in my life. He's advantageous to me. He's a blessing to me. God is purposeful. He's valuable. He's intentional. Come on. God is meaningful. He's expressive. He is worthy. This is God. This is what we found last week. And a verse we found over in Psalm 34 says, I have tasted and I have seen. It says, taste and see that the Lord, he is good. So I have tasted and I have seen that God is a good God. Amen? So I've tasted and I've seen that. Okay, and you might say, well, Pastor, I have too. Who are you talking to? Well, I'm talking to you and we're talking to each other. Okay, it's all right. We'll live here. However, we want to help ourselves today with the word. Let's see what we can find. I am blessed because I trust in him. 
I am blessed because I trust in him. He is a good God. And he's just, he's just pushing us along a little bit. This is a verse that I shared with you last week. Say this with me. One of the best verses in all the Bible. Here it is. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his trouble. Is that a great verse? I just That thing tickles me every time I read it. How many would say, man, I was in such a ditch, and I literally cried to the Lord, and he helped me out of my mess? That's crazy. Say it one more time with me. Come on, pop it back up. Where'd it go? This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his... That's a great verse. Man, you ought to know that, mark that, think about it, put it on the fridge, put it on the mirror every morning right there. God's good, man. That's the way we need to think. So back to the thought today. Ask yourself, ask yourself. We got to quit asking the same questions that's getting us the same answer that God's picking on me. That's crazy. God's got better things to do than to pick on you. Amen? All right? He's not there to do that. And it, it's just crazy talk. He gave his son Jesus for us to save us so he could pick on us. That's the dumbest thing. It doesn't line up, guys. So let's find out what should we be asking. What questions should we ask? And they're right in the Bible. You'll never forget them because I'm going to give you the scriptures and you can go right to them anytime you need them. But I'm going to try to help us understand them. My mother's life verse. And this was living with a man who was abusive. My stepdad was mean. She found him in her sin. Started having sex with him. When I was a kid growing up, her and daddy divorced. And she took off with this man. Because he's a man's man. Mean, tough, strong. And she started realizing... She married him, still not a Christian. And now he's catting around on her and cheating on her. And he became abusive. Mama stayed with him. She became a Christian. She stayed with him for many years, living with this kind of human being. I didn't realize it, but she didn't come to my wedding, my wedding back in 1983. She said that Dr. Queen said she couldn't come. That's the doctor I had when I was born. Dr. Queen born, birthed all these youngins in the Clark family in a little small town. You know how it goes with the doctor back in the day. And she said, Dr. Queen said, I can't come. But she didn't tell me it was because she had been beat black and blue in the face. And she didn't want to ruin my wedding. That's the life she lived. This woman lived with this kind of man and you would have thought her verse would have been a different verse. Her life verse. Say it with me, Romans eight twenty eight. And we know that all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. I mean, of all the verses she would have picked in the Bible, you think she'd have picked another one. But whenever time you saw my mama You'd have never known she lived in the hellhole she lived in. You'd have never known she came from being with this evil person. Because she lit the room up. She was a light for God. She had a heart for God. I wish that uh, she would have left him. She tried. She came to Florida, started living with me and the family. 
And one morning she said, I'm going back home. I was in shock. Didn't know what she was really going back to. I didn't know the evil, all the evil. But literally she went back because he had called her and said, if she didn't come home, she's going to kill us. He's going to kill us. I didn't know that. She went back home. A few months later, she was murdered by my stepdad. Okay? And I say all that to say this. That's crazy that that would have been her life first. Are y'all listening to me or not? And I wasn't planning on saying this this morning. It just struck me again. Every time I see that verse, it just does something to me. Now, that's my life verse now. And we know all things work together for good. To them who love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And now I have people coming to me in my life. Now they come to me. I had one lady do it here coming in the back door this morning, first service. She just could not believe the things I've gone through in my life that I've remained faithful. She said that to me. I'm like, well, why wouldn't I? Just because somebody's been unfaithful to me or people have hurt me, he's never done me any bad. Why would I leave the one person that's faithful to me? Say, does it make sense to you? So I guess I'm as kooky as mama was. I mean, that's my verse now. Amen? Guys, we've got to ask the right questions. Not did so-and-so leave or did this happen or that happen. Boy, when you start asking the right questions, anything can happen. And you can still keep walking. And you keep your head up. Amen? That's the plan here. This is good stuff today, by the way. You hearing me? We ain't got started, but I, this is important, what I'm telling you. So, that's the first verse. We know all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. We ain't got to the questions yet. For whom He did foreknow, He did also predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son. And see, that's what He does in our life. He, this crap comes in our life, and we don't like it. But the beautiful thing, instead of saying God's bad, why did you let the crap? We ought to be saying, God, thank you, because you take the crap and you turn it out good for me. You make me a better person, a stronger person, a happier person. I can grow deeper in my faith because of this junk. But only God can take that mess and turn it out towards something good in our life. That's what that verse is teaching. That we might be the firstborn among many brethren. It's funny, we're being conformed to the image of His Son but his son was despised and rejected of men. His son was beaten. His son was spit upon. His, his son was crucified. So we're being conformed to the image of his son. But he, we don't want nothing to do with all that. I'm sorry to tell you that's part of the journey. You can't be like Jesus without some junk. Amen. Say. Okay. But the beautiful thing is God makes this work. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them also he what? Called. And whom he called, he also justified, and whom he justified, he also glorified. We're, we're getting to some questions, but we're going to say a few things. Called. He called us, guys. He has called. Are you kidding me? God's not a good God. Takes the junk in our life. We're being conformed to the image of his son. He's called us. That word means summoned, and we've been given salvation. Can we thank him for that? You've called me. You've given me salvation. You called my name. <laughs> Amen. Come on. How many, be honest with me, come on, you cannot believe that you're saved now. I mean, you, you can't believe it. You, the way you lived and the way you was, and now you're a saved human being. Can you believe it that God loved you like that? Say, you crazy people. Isn't that a good thing? <laughs> God called you. God called you. Aren't you grateful for that? Man, how can God be anything but good? Keep looking. So, called. 
justified. The Bible says in that verse, right before we get our questions, justified. He has declared us righteous. That's what that word means. Because I put my faith in Christ, he's called me, I am declared righteous. I am not guilty. Say not guilty. One more time. See, that's what, you're, that's what you're going to hear. I don't know when I go to heaven. I don't know if I've been good enough. You need to go and answer that question. Now you ain't been good enough. You've been awful. But you're going to hear not guilty because you believe in Christ. And he's declared you righteous. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, but, but, but. Are you kidding me? God's a good God. Amen? And we, yeah, come on, praise the Lord. We ought to. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I love this. Glorified. So he called us, justified us, and now glorified. That means conforming us to the image of his son, Jesus Christ. Okay, we're definitely going to be glorified one day, but he's glorifying us right now. God is glorified because of Hellraiser Gary Clark standing on this stage at age 54, and I'm praising Jesus instead of cussing him like I used to as a young person. Amen? That's, that's glory. God's going, well, look at that. He is just crazy today. Amen? Yeah, I'm glorifying the Lord. That's what God's done in my life. If you'd have told me years ago when I was a young Christian I could go through hard things and keep standing for the Lord, not that I've stood firmly and perfectly. I have not. However, just the things I have been able to stand through, I'd have told you, not me, not ever. And that's even as a saved person I've said that. How many of you surprise yourself at, that you're being able to make it in life sometimes because God's good to you? So you're, isn't it crazy? God is what? Are you hearing me? This is good stuff. So, I started off with the premise, we ask the wrong question. And we, and we wonder why life keeps repeating itself. And I still had the same bad attitude. I keep being wishy-washy in, in church, out of church, solid, not solid. Can, what am I doing? When will I ever learn? Well, you've got to stop asking the same questions. We'll give you five today right from the Bible. If you'll always ask these questions... You'll always come out with the same answer. God is good. So let's try it. So let's look at this one. Here we go. Got to ask yourself. Here we go. Let's start out. So here it starts. We did 828. We did 829. We did 830. Okay. Now we're at 831. So what shall we say then to these things? What things? Well, we're getting there. What shall we say to these things? So he's, he's saying, what is your answer going to be? Okay, here we go. What are you going to say? Ask these questions and see what your answer is. Ask these questions and see what your answer is. Is God a good God? Is God a good God? Here's question number one. Pop it up. Question number one. If God be for us, who can be against us? How about ask yourself that one? And see if your answer isn't different. Well, God's bad. Well, if God be for us, who can? Well, he's bad. You can't get that answer. If God be for me, who can be against me? Nobody, nowhere, no how. Amen. Say. And you know that's the right answer. If God Almighty is for you, who can be against you? 
Yeah, but you don't understand. I got a hard situation at work. There's people down there, they don't like me. Well, if God be for you, who can be against you? Amen. Say, so and so don't like me. Who really gives a rip? Say, come on. If God's for you, who can be against you? Amen. Come on. It, I know, and I ain't always been like this, guys. We try to please people, and we let it, it gets us down, and we're our own worst enemy. I mean, we don't like ourselves. You know, I don't like me. Well, if God be for you, who can be against you? You can't even be against yourself, fool. Say, you ever got up and you don't feel saved like you're going to heaven and you feel like a jerk? Just me? I've said it before. I said it a few weeks ago. I had the lyingest church in the whole area. <laughs> Here we go. So, if God is for me, can anyone successfully stand against me? The answer is no. Push us, buddy. Here we go. No, no, no. Satan and his demons are against us, but they cannot prevail. They can't prevail because God is for me. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be to withstand and in the evil day and having done all what? Stand. See, if God's for you, nobody can be against you. You understand? Be sober, guys. Think right. Quit asking the same questions that are getting you in the ditch. Come on. Be sober. Be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion. He walks about seeking whom he may devour. And he does not have to devour you. Okay? Why? Because God's for you. He's not against you. No one, say this with me, no one and no thing can successfully be against me. Because God is what? Would this help your life? Okay? I know that things happen. we got winners and losers on the planet, okay? It happens sometimes. You win, sometimes you lose some. I get that. This is way above all that. <laughs> this, is, this is way up here stuff. This is where you never lose. I never lose. Why? Because God's for me. Yeah, but you look like you lost. It was terrible. What happened? It's tragic. Well, that's because you're looking on the natural. I'm looking on the supernatural. God's for me, and you know, the bad happens, but God is, did that change God being for me? Yes or no? Not ever. The problem is I will ask the wrong question. I've got to ask this question, and then I can be successful. Amen? God's a good God. Question number two, was that too hard? Yes or no? Right from the Bible, this, this is not rocket science, number two. By the way, just think about the, the spirit of the living God that wrote this. That forever down through time, these are five questions that you'll always say God is good the rest of your life. That took an awesome God that could write this. Number two, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Ask yourself that question. Will God ever hesitate to give me whatever I need for my ultimate good and sanctification? Yes or no? The answer is no. Listen, he didn't spare Jesus. He, didn't, he, he gave his own son for you. He didn't hold him back from you. You telling me? You telling me? 
He's going to hold back something from you? When he already gave the most precious thing that could ever be given, he gave it his son for you? Yes or no? Don't you think otherwise? Listen, pop that question up one more time. Roger, back it up if you don't mind. Will God ever hesitate to give me whatever I need for my ultimate good and sanctification? Now, that's the point. Sometimes we think we need this. We think we need, I don't mean to be ugly or hurtful, but we think we need mama to be with us the rest of our life. Or we think we need the husband that now has passed. Or we think we need the wife that now is not there to be with us the rest of the life. The question, you don't. You have him. You understand that? Say, yeah, but how can I make it? He took this from me. You're asking the wrong question. He's going to be with you. He will not withhold anything that's going to be for your ultimate good and sanctification and making you better and stronger and and more of a powerful witness for him. You've got to believe that. Y'all hear me, yes or no? Did I lose you on that one or not? You've got to know that about God. Being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you and me will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You've got to believe that. Yeah, but this happened. You're asking the wrong question. Will he really withhold anything that's really for your ultimate good and sanctification? No. The thing is, we can't make it, we don't think, without this or without this or without this. And the truth of the matter is, you can make it with a whole lot less than you got. Amen. Say. And this is hard. I'd, I'd like to ask, ask the question, but I know I do this, and it's hard. How many... Either someone is deceased or they're no longer in your life, and you didn't think you could live without them. Can I see your hand? I didn't think I could live without them. I know that's hard on you. How many would put your hands down and you would say, to God's glory, I am living without them. I am. I am. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. But I am. Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And the beautiful thing is we have our faith, and that is, I'll see them again. If they're no longer, I'll see them again. Amen? Say. But you're not going to say that if you're asking the wrong question and you're in this devil funk or this, this, you know, this, this stranglehold of Satan where you're asking the wrong question and your answer is, no, God is not good. If he can ever get you to say, God is not good, he's got you. Amen? Say. That's a dark place you don't want to go. You all right? That's a little tough. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by who? I mean, that's some serious riches and glory. Okay? Yeah, but God, but God. Wrong question. Whatever I need, say that with me. Whatever I need for my ultimate good and growth in the Lord, I will I'll receive it. You believe that or not? great because God freely what he freely gives see God is good so those are two of the five how many are feeling like better that there's not 30 here we go you know this is so important to me because this is life what we've talked about so far has been sort of tough I think question number three ask yourself Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It's God that justifies. We're trying to see is God good or not. And quit asking the wrong questions and ask these five questions. Question number three. Can't sit with me. Come on. 
Can anyone ever successfully press charges against me in God's court? What's the answer? No! No one can ever successfully bring charges against you before the throne of God. Can we praise the Lord for that? That's a huge. That's gigantic. Yeah, but. I mean, quite frankly, hey, we've got people right inside this room who've been falsely charged. Had to go to court. It's humiliating. Falsely charged. We got people in this room who were correctly charged. And you deserved it. Here's the beautiful thing. As a believer in Christ, no one will ever bring charges against me. Ever. Because I'm a saved, blood-bought child of the living God. What happens, Clark, if you... If you fall or if you make mistakes, I do fall and I do make mistakes. Who are you talking about? I struggle. How many say, could say, don't say it if you don't. Say it with me if you do. I, okay, I'm not going to get you to raise your hand today anymore. Here we go. <laughs> I probably will. I'm probably lying right there. Now, Satan's the accuser of the brethren. That's what the Bible says. That's why we ask the wrong questions. He wants us to accuse God. God's bad. God's picking on me. I can't believe you let this happen to me. That's what he, that's what he does. He loves to accuse. But I'm going to tell you something right now. He better have his chance while he's got it down on this earth. Because I'm going to tell you something. He's not going to do it in heaven. Amen? Yes or no? It's not happening. It's not happening. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven now is come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night. It's not that Satan doesn't accuse us, guys. I I was going to say something. If I was God, and I'm not, I'm going to say it anyway. Now, God don't talk like this. But if I could imagine I was God and Satan came accusing, here's what I think he would say to him. Get the hell out of here. Excuse me. Y'all listening to me? I used to not talk like that. Pray for me. (laughs) Dina, are you all right? Where are you at? You're like, Dina's like, oh, please. But that's what I'm saying. I can hear him saying, go to hell. Amen, say. I mean, I know that's strong, guys, but you need to see God like that. He is there for you. He's there on your behalf. No one ever can bring an accusation against you. That's pretty powerful to me. Amen? You all right? You shocked? You'll be fine. Charlie, I know you're not shocked. We're, we're on the ball field together. We're, we, we know. We, we see stuff. We hear stuff. Unfortunately, we say stuff. We've got to watch it. Here we go. His accusations are thrown out. It's God who justifies me. I have been declared righteous, not guilty because of Jesus Christ. Amen? So ask yourself, no, no accusation will ever stand against me. Nothing. Because it's God who does what? Justifies. Okay? So no one can ever successfully do that. 
Okay, so that's a beautiful, is that a great question? Is God good or not? Amen? Come on. Let's go to number four. Ask yourself, question number four. Who is he that condemns? It's Christ that died, yea, rather that's risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Question number four. Can anyone ever condemn me to eternal death and damnation? No. I am in Christ. I am a believer. Y'all listening to me or not? Guys, why wrestle with this stuff? Well, it might be that you're not saved. It might be that you don't have your faith solid in Christ. Well, then then you're going to be wrestling. Because everything I've said, this, this is God's will for your life. It's God's will for you to be saved. It's God's will for you to believe in His Son, Jesus. You cannot stand successfully without Him. Listen, you don't want Satan going before God saying, He's mine. Look at him. He's mine. And God goes, Yeah, he is. You don't want that answer, do you? Say. Say. He's not real. He's a fake. He's a fraud. He doesn't really have his faith in Christ before God's throne. You don't want God to go, You're right. He is a fake. He is a fraud. Have at it. We don't want that, do we? Put your faith in Christ. Amen? Come on. So, who can... Back up that question one more time, buddy. I'm sorry. Can anyone ever condemn me to eternal death and damnation? The answer is no. Keep moving. Thank you. It's Jesus who died and rose again. Okay? Last time I checked, Satan didn't die and rise again, did he? Say, no, 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 no. You're not my Savior. You're not going to condemn me. God has committed all judgment and authority... Guess who has the judgment and authority now? Guess who he gave it to? His one and only son who? Matter of fact, he's at the right hand of God the Father where he ever lives to make intercession for you and me. Just like Mitch and Joel sang last week, this one's with me, part of the family. Amen? Isn't that beautiful? That's what that's all about. God has committed all judgment and authority to Jesus Christ. You need to see that in your mind. Satan has no authority. He has no authority over me. I've been bought by the blood of Christ. Tell him to get out of here. Get behind me. Get away from me. You have nothing to do with me. If you ask the right questions, you'll get that answer. You ask the wrong questions, Satan will come and start living in your house. Amen. Say, and in your head and everywhere else. It ain't enough to say, get behind me. You've got to have, <laughs> have some ammo, Bubba. These questions. For the, God, for the Father judges no man, but he's committed all judgment to his what? Son. Keep looking. That all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son doesn't honor the Father, which is sent him. Verily I say unto you, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that hears my word and believes on him that sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into what? Condemnation. You'll never be condemned if you believe in Christ. But you're already passed unto what? Listen, I'm a dead man walking. This old man's dead. I'm alive now in God. Okay? You've got to think like that. Verily, verily, I say to you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God. And they, shall, they that hear shall live. Keep looking. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son 
to have life in himself and hath given him what? Authority to execute what? Judgment also because he's the son of man. Satan has no authority in my life. I know that. These are tough little questions I'm going over. It's important. Instead of reading over Romans real fast and go, there's a lot there. Jesus is my sacrifice. Jesus is my life. Jesus is my intercessor. Jesus is my defense. Jesus is my judge. Would you say that with me? All of them. Say them together. Here we go. Come on. Jesus is my sacrifice. Jesus is my life. Jesus is my intercessor. Jesus is my defense. And at the end of the day, Jesus is my what? How's that feel? <laughs> it's pretty important to believe in Jesus. You don't want to put Fred in that blank. Amen? Or I believe all roads lead to heaven. No, they don't. It's all about Jesus. You got it? Say, come on. He that believes on him is not what? But he that believes not is condemned already. Because he's not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. What do you need to do to be condemned before the throne of God? Not believe in Jesus. In case you're just wanting to be condemned, that's how you do it. How are you not condemned before the throne of God? Believe in Jesus. How many? We got that so far, church? Amen. Good. I will never be condemned to eternal death. Say that with me. I will never be condemned to eternal death. I've said it before. If somebody tells me to go to hell, I've been using that word a lot today. I'm sorry. But here's my response. Sorry, can't. Amen. Say, sorry, can't. You can wish it till the cows come home. Not going to happen. You ought to use that as your response next time when somebody tells you that. Anybody told you that lately? Can I see your hand? Over there. <laughs> would you report to me when they do it again? Would you please, would you please, Clark, would you please tell them, can't, can't go. And then I want to see what the response is. Would you get back with me? Okay, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Because God gave his only begotten son for me. Amen. Come on. Praise God. God is so good to us. Here we go. Ask yourself, question number five, and we're going to be done. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Fifth question. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And look at all these things. It is more than this list, but look at this list. Tribulation. Distress. Persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, execution. Wow. Don't you think we ought to change the way we ask the question? What question we're asking, say. Why did God let this happen? Why did I lose it? Why don't you ask this question? Say it with me. Can anyone or anything or any situation or any circumstance ever separate me from God's love? I wish you'd take these five questions. They're right in your Bible. But you might want to go to our website where we spelled them out a little bit for you. Write them down. Have them handy. And when you start going to crazy land... Pull them out and hang on for the ride. Amen.
and watch the devil flee from you. Amen? This is beautiful stuff, man. I love this. I don't know if you're excited about it as much as I am, but I really like this. I'm like, this is good. I need this. Life is full of pressures, and this list shows that they intensify. Let's do it one more time. How many would say, as far as pressure in life, again, you've had a lot of it, and you can't believe that you've been able to endure it? Can I see your hand? It's okay to say that. How many would also say, I never thought it was going to happen like this? I never thought I'd have pressure like this. I never thought it. I never thought it. We don't go into life thinking that, do we? That's what the Bible says. It's going to intensify. You better change your questions. It's going to get worse. And for some of us, I know it can't get worse. I know you don't think it can. And I relate to that. But we don't know what tomorrow will bring. You better change the, 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 uh, you better change the questions. Keep on reading, though. Here we go. So, shall I ever be separated from the love of Christ? No. In all these things, we are more than what? Conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded. Are you persuaded? That's where you need to be in your life. I'm persuaded now. Clark, I'm persuaded. God's good. I'm persuaded. Are y'all hearing me or not? That's where I want our church. I want us to be a church that says God is good. Yeah, but I can't believe that happened to you. Well, it did happen and he's still good. And they'll go, well, I want to go to a church like that where people like that have that kind of faith. Amen. Say that you can still smile. You can still be nice. You don't have to be bitter because bad stuff has happened to you. You can be salt and light in our community. Listen, this is beautiful. We're more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels. Wow, wow, this is going way up high. Death, or life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor anything that's coming, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us, to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Is that a great passage of Scripture? Romans 8, 12. Can we thank the Lord? Come on, that's a great passage of Scripture. Wow. Man. So we're almost done. Or maybe we are done. <laughs> are we close, Rog? Please. He writes such long sermons. <laughs> Here we go. No, I take the blame, buddy. I wrote it. No one, no thing, no situation, no circumstance. Say that with me. Come on. Come on. Come on. No one, no thing, no situation, no circumstance. Keep reading. Come on. Not now, not ever. Come on, come on, come on. Say it with me loud. Shall separate me from the love of God, which is in Jesus Christ, my Lord. Did you get it? I got it. God is one. We're done. Come on. Praise the Lord. Amen. Boom. Boy, the devil hated this message.